Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast, SA's number one motoring podcast. My name is Wandile Sishi, and I'm actually joined in a kind of a new hybrid setup by the Auto Trader CEO, Mr. George Mini. Are you, George? Hey, Wendy, how's it going? Uh, yeah, that Mr. part in the beginning is new. Um, yeah, Mr. George Mini, that's kind of a, maybe, maybe it's a, a new thing I'll catch on <laughs> to, just between you and I. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too big on, uh, on titles. So George is fine. Just George. Okay. Well, now you know, ladies and gentlemen, just George. <laughs> well, how's your week? How's your week? Um, you know, we always talk about the, the weekend, but this time, you know, we're recording uh, a bit later. So. I, 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 I know you don't want to hear this. I absolutely yeah. know you don't want to hear this, but, uh, um, the fact that Ham- Hamilton got beat again, um, <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm supportive of, Anybody who beats Hamilton. I, I think you and about 50% of the world uh, feels the same way. And I can understand it, you know, when you've been dominating the game for, for seven years. No, seven no. Years. I don't think it's about dominating. It's, it's, <laughs> What's it about? Like, it's the same reason I think people don't like Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the, the reality of the matter is... Uh, Hamilton has kind of like flaunted his um, his path to the to the championships that is that is won, um, yeah. you know, as being oh he was like so down and out and um, you know and, uh, and and hard done by, which is which is a load of nonsense. Um, we all know that. Um, I don't think <laughs> you know he he was he was helped along the way. Of course he was. Um, of course. You know, and uh, like everybody else, and then, uh, um, and and a big part you can see it now. A big part of his success is that car. Well, you can say that about any driver. I think Michael Schumacher went through a similar thing uh, as soon as he started when he got to five, six, seven. Um, the same thing happens, um, and I think a lot of people forget that F one is a team sport. At the end of the day, at the end it of is the a day. team sport, and, and you know, I, I never hear him say anything about Schumacher. Schumacher was yep. a bigger legend than he is, and 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 I, and I point to one thing that makes Schumacher a bigger legend than than he is. Schumacher won yeah. the championship in two kinds of cars. So did uh, Hamilton. Which was the previous? The McLaren. Yeah, and and the Mercedes. What is he in? They were both the same team, right? I mean, they were both Mercedes engines, but you know. To each their own. I think he's the greatest athlete of all time, not just driver. So, no, 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 no. So, well, let's have this debate for a second. <laughs> Schumacher won in the Benetton. He won in the Benetton, yes. And he did in the Ferrari. It was a Ford engine, totally different team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. And then he won multiple in the Ferrari. I think that just speaks to Hamilton's loyalty and not to the fact that he can win with more than one car. <laughs> I I'm always gonna defend him. Anybody I'm always gonna defend him. He's he's my guy. He's my guy. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about the episode. Um, so we're three months down the line, and uh, today's episode is actually called the quarter mile episode because we caught our way through the year 2022. So we're just gonna unpack a little bit of what we said in the ignition episode, which aired earlier this year in January, and see what has kind of happened now. And then we'll just talk about some of the changes in the markets for that the consumer needs to understand and some of the things that you we think is kind of interesting to know. And then we'll just kind of unpack and summarize if we think it's going to be a good year um, following the first three months. 
just kicking right off, what are your thoughts on the first three months of the year so far? What have you seen? Um, in terms of uh, consumer search, I think uh, I think we've started. We, we, you know, we started the year off in a really good place. Um, you know, we've uh, we've got extensive data, obviously, Auto Trader, um, and uh, con- consumers are utilizing our platform more than they more than they ever have. Um, you know, we're uh, we're growing at rates of uh, double digit, sixteen, seventeen percent uh, in terms of visits to the platform. We're now over thirty two million uh, uh, visits up year on year so um so i think uh, uh, i think the start of the year has been flipping amazing to be honest and then uh, and then also users are up 15 percent. so it's not the same users visiting more there's more users visiting more if that makes sense okay? yeah so we, we you know we up almost 8 million users year on year um uh, in terms of unique users so uh, so there's more Consumers choosing Auto Trader to find their next car. I think it's quite interesting that you noted that. Uh, something that we kind of spoke about earlier in the year in the English episode, and I think towards the end of, of 2021, was this idea that consumers are going to be shopping online now. Um, is, you know, obviously we know because of the limitations that people had in terms of going to a physical dealership, um, we had to kind of go that way. But is there anything else that you think consumers are changing in terms of the behavior when it comes to car shopping? Um, and online car shopping specifically. Well, uh, you know, uh, the 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 evidence is is clear, and that is, you know, consumers are spending less time in dealerships. You know, it happened around the world, the pandemic and um, and lockdowns forced it even more. Um, you know, and and I think I, I think consumers are also getting sick and tired of the mind numbing paperwork, and uh, and yeah. and that goes along with um, the you know, the digital world and digitizing processes and, uh, you know, digital transformation of the dealership itself and of the car shopping journey for that matter. Um, so, yeah. so I think, I think all in all <clears throat> consumers want to do things online. Um, our research shows, you know, let's take finance as an example. Our research yeah. shows yeah. that, um, consumers want to do part or all of the journey. 80% of consumers want to do part or all of the journey for financing a vehicle online. Okay. We, we've done the research. It's clear, right? We launched the yeah. pre-qualification um, part of our platform uh, a couple of weeks back. And uh, we've had overwhelming success in that pre-qualification. So what pre-qualification is, is you search for a car. Uh, we give you um, an indication of what that car's monthly repayment is from a finance point of view. And then you can hit a pre-qualify yeah. button. As a consumer, you can uh, you can go there and see um, uh, anonymously whether you qualify for finance or would qualify for finance or not. It doesn't affect your credit score, um, and uh, uh, and it's quite a quite a quite a short process to go through just to kind of test the water, fill in a couple of details, and then we will tell you whether you might qualify or not. And uh, you know, chances are that uh, you know. you're not going to get declined. Um, And then you can walk into a dealership with confidence once you've done a qualification. Is this, um, this, specifically this research, did you find that people were sometimes walking into the dealership, they get there, they think they can afford the vehicle based off what their initial sort of monthly installment estimate is, and then they find out that, wait, hold on, there's some nigglies there that, you know, that make you not qualify for the financing that you needed. Uh, definitely. 
Um, you know, so uh, you, you, shopping without confidence. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. Um, people don't like to be embarrassed. You know, mm. the, the people sometimes shy away from embarrassment. People are m- more afraid of being embarrassed than sometimes they are afraid of death. <laughs> Think about yeah. it. Uh, that's um, true. That's you know, true. Uh, people do not want to be embarrassed. I mean, do you want to be embarrassed, Wendy? Do you want to be turned down in a semi-public yeah. environment um, when you try and pl- apply I for finance? Remember. You don't. So this gives the consumer the ability to to apply for finance with a little bit more confidence. We also tell the car dealer when you do submit the inquiry that you are pre-qualified. Okay. Okay. And then the dealer can also treat you with confidence because he knows that you are you're not going to be turned down by the banks. So um, yeah. so 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 consumers definitely walk into it's there there is a um, uh, approval rates or should I say decline rates are very, very high. In the vast majority in when it comes to financing dealerships, um, the vast majority of consumers walk into dealerships and actually get declined for finance. Just because they didn't didn't have the, I guess, the confidence or the, or the insight with regards to how much they can afford. This is kind of a stepping stone to make sure, but by the time you get there, but it, it also goes. No. It also goes down to deal structure. So um, you know, structuring the deal with the deposit, the interest rate, which bank, uh, and the dealer can do that. The dealers is the dealers are very good at deal structuring. Um, so if you've got yeah. a pre, if you're pre qualified, you know that you you're going to get um, uh, finance. It's just now a matter of deal structuring. So if you do get declined in a dealership, ask the dealer, can they structure the deal in a way that you get approved? Um, mm. and, uh, and the dealer in, in many instances can do that. Obviously, if you are listed on credit bureaus and you haven't been paying your accounts and you've been a naughty person, nobody can work magic, uh, to that degree. So, so, so that's, that's not going to happen. Get your, get your act together and then, um, and then go back. But, uh, but, but we were talking about consumers. Um, yeah. and, uh, and the change in behavior. Consumers want these things. Consumers want to remain more anonymous. Um, yeah. uh, so doing the pre-qualification as a, uh, as a first step, just to kind of feel the water will, will help the consumer shop for confidence and will give the dealer the, the clear indication that this is a, this is a serious consumer that can afford the finance. On that note of the research that we've done, um, I know about 80% of consumers actually said that they would actually complete the, the finance process online if it was available to them. Um, and that's what you're alluding to. That's the kind of. That's why these products now exist on the auto trader websites to kind of facilitate that. And that's why consumers are moving for this convenience, I guess, um, which makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Is there any other parts? I know there's instant offer, which we also launched, which is really big for us right now. Um, that's also something else that consumers were asking for. And now they have that option and it's all ultimately online. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, it, 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 it goes without saying if, uh, you know, the, 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 um, uh, the the twelve million visits a month that uh, that we get onto the Auto Trader platform um, positions uh, Auto Trader as a a buying platform, so for consumers, a buying platform for consumers, not a selling platform. And uh, we present we we repositioning the brand as both a buying and a selling platform. So you can come to Auto Trader to sell your car as well. Now there's lots of ways in which to sell your car, and I suppose if you put it on a on a scale. Um, if you want speed of sale, so if you want to sell your car within days uh, or a short number of weeks, maybe two weeks, um, as a matter of fact, instant offer is like 24, 48 hours. That's it. You know, you can sell your car within hours. Um, we have all those products available. 
to sell your car. You can sell your car to another consumer through our traditional private-to-private -private offering. Uh, it costs a couple of hundred rand to uh, to advertise. Then you're going to get top dollar for your car, okay? Not not you know you're not going to get double the price or whatever the case may be, but you're gonna you're gonna get retail price for your car. Um, but it's going to take you weeks to sell. The higher the price, the longer it's going to take. Maybe maybe it won't even sell because the price is in the right place and uh, and there's no demand. Um, on the flip side of that, however. Um, uh, there is instant offer. An instant offer is um, effectively a car buying service. Um, and uh, we've got buying partners in the market that will buy the car off you as a consumer instantaneously. That's what's called instant offer. Um, uh, literally, you put your car up on instant offer, um, very short space of time, uh, um, you can sell it. So, um, uh, so I encourage everybody, you know, if you've got a car to sell, try out instant offer. You, you know, you, you're yeah. under no obligation to eventually sell your car unless you, unless you actually part with it at the, at the inspection. But, uh, but that being said, that speed, you're not going to get retail prices with instant offer. You're going to get trade prices and slightly above. Um, dealers, uh, 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 dealers also have to make a profit out of the car and, uh, and consumers have to kind of, um, weigh up the, the difference in retail price versus trade price. Trade prices are what instant offer is there uh, to to drive. Um, so our, our buying partners then, uh, along with Auto Trader, buy the car from the consumer, and uh, and then it gets back out into the retail market. Um, and there is speed. And then the, and then there's uh, there's something in the middle, which is um, our assisted sale, which is um, a, a sell it for me at the moment. And uh, and then there, we vet the buyers of your car. So if you as a consumer want to sell your car and you want help doing it, you want uh, access to OTPs, the process, you you, you want to take the risk out. Um, you know, we can arrange the meetings. We can vet the potential buyers. And then you get closer to retail as well. So, uh, uh, so, so instant offer has actually taken off phenomenally since we launched it. We actually are battling to keep up with incoming volumes uh, as a business, and um, and uh, and so we've throttled it back uh, in that yeah. we've limited the number of buying partners on the platform for now, and uh, and we've also limited the areas in which we uh, offer the service. And um, yeah. and in that way we can we can start to scale up our operational um, service because we don't want to we don't want to open up the floodgates and um, uh, and not be able to handle the volumes. So, I don't want to put you so on the spot. But do you think by the end of the year nationally it's going to be a, a fully available product for basically anyone in the country with access? Really? Um, I mean, it, nationally it's available now as we speak, right? But if you're sitting in hot as hell. Uh, which is a real town in, in in South Africa. If you're sitting in hot as hell and you want to put your car on uh, on the platform, you can. Um, you can put your car on the platform, but, but the problem is you you have to take that car to an area that we're servicing. Okay. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I know that's a little bit of a middle of the road answer, but but the you know the chances of of us going to places like hot as hell by the end of the year, I doubt. Um, we want yeah. to reach scale in the main areas first. So that's kind of consumers moving onto the digital space. But I mean, there's some interesting data that's come out in the first three months as well. Over 263 million searches have come through, um, for vehicles, which is staggering. It's about an 11% increase year on year. But can you guess what the top five most searched for models are? Um, you know, the reports are going to be coming out, I think in July or something. Um, but for the first three months, do you, do you think there's any cars that's which, which are possibly in that top five? I obviously have the answers, but. 
I want to see if you, if you can guess first. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Toyota's got to be up there, particularly the Hilux. Um, yeah. Be interesting to see where Ford Ranger is faring because they were doing well, and Polo's got to be up there, um, and and I'd say a BMW. I think he writes pretty much in all of them. So the top five is Toyota Hilux, which was the new uh, most searched for model. It seems like its domination is is, is kind of um, it's it's still being felt. And I think it's important for people to understand that this is only since pretty much lockdown where the Hilux was starting to overtake the Golfs and the Polos. So it's really interesting to see that it's still continuing that trend. Um, in second place was the Polo, third place the Golf. The Ford Ranger is now in fourth position. The BMW 3 Series is now in, in, in fifth. Um, you know, it is the beginning of the year. Most cars are sold during this time or basically a higher volume of vehicles are sold during this time. So this can still change. It can, it can really still change. But I, I can't see the, to- the Toyota Hilux being sort of taken away from that position in Samsung, even by the, the Havajolians and, you know, the Navarro that's, that's, you know, pushing the numbers really high now. People are creatures of habit and, uh, um, and that's seen worldwide, uh, you know, and like take, take for instance, um, uh, you know, the iPhone is very dominant in America. Um, yeah. uh, much more dominant than anywhere else in the world. And um, 80% of consumers that buy an iPhone, right? Don't use WhatsApp in America. They use the default messaging platform, which is iMessage. I had no idea about that. That's that's news to me. Yeah, yeah. WhatsApp is is really only an outside of an America thing. Um, yeah, and 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 that's and that's because people are creatures of habit. They, uh, you know, everyone else is using iMessage, so they use iMessage. And um, and 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 I think car buying is no different. Uh, you know, Toyota Hilux got in early, really good product, um, but it's a trusted brand. Specifically, Hilux or Toyota, or both, really? But, pardon? pardon? You're saying Toyota or Hilux, or as just... As a model, well, as a Toyota whole, as, a, as a brand, but Toyota Hilux particularly, and 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 don't forget, South Africa is a bucky nation. Um, it is and uh, and Toyota Hilux and Ford Ranger being two two buckies up in the in the in the um, in the top five um, just shows you that. I want to give you a little bit of a, a secret now, but the Navara, the Unison Navara, is fastly becoming you know the most searched for one of the most searched for vehicles or the fastest growing uh, in terms of searches currently. And it's to that point exactly. So Africa is definitely a Bucky nation. That's where people want to, to be. They want to be in Bucky's. And it, it shows. Um, I think it was double cabs. They remain the top searched for body type. 16% increased year on year. So they, they keep, they even come, they're becoming even more popular. Um, well, the, it's, um, it's, it's, it's surprising that there's no SUVs up there. You know, we've got the Polo, the, G, the, the, the Golf and the BMW 3 Series. They're all sedans or hatchbacks. Where are the SUVs? I mean, they're there, they're there, but you know, it's still early days, first three months. Um, we just know what we know so far. Let's talk about car sales a little bit. Before we get to car sales, I think, uh, I, I, I think it's, a um, it's a case of, um, in the rest of the world, SUVs and, uh, and sedans are the, are the thing. Um, in South Africa, the, I think the SUVs pipped to the post by the buckies, the, the double cabs. I agree. I think. What an SUV can do, South Africans see, yeah, what an SUV can do, South Africans see a Bucky is doing the same and more. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so car sales. Car sales in January were up 20%. In February, they're up um, from 37,000 to 44,000. So 
we're seeing that the numbers are once again uh, growing and becoming um, stable again, which is very positive. Do we see that March is going to be a dampener in, in all of that? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I think consumers are still opting for uh, for used because of a variety of reasons. The biggest of which are the uh, is the silicon chip shortage, which is causing downward pressure on uh, on volumes of of new car. So, uh, so I don't. I, I think this world that we're in is going to continue as it is for the next um, the next year. Agreed. Agreed. I think. A few things have happened since then. You know, there's been a lot of changes in the market as well. Uh, I think the big one for, for us is, is petrol price. You know, for the first time ever in the history of South Africa, we're paying more than 21 rand per liter. Um, and you did an interview on CakeNet where we were talking about this exact thing. Uh, do you want to just repeat a little bit what you think the, the increase in petrol price is going to have for the consumer? Is, is our consumers going to still be buying cars? Well, consumers will always be buying cars. Um, uh, we saw that during the beginning of lockdown, people didn't have to drive, but uh, uh, but we we definitely saw an increase in uh, in search for cars and uh, and and sales, and it's continued to rise. Now, let's not forget the silicon chip shortage problem and the supply of new car that has driven a lot of that. However, um, I think the principle is consumers didn't stop buying cars, um, and I, I don't think that this is any different. Um, the petrol price increase. Consumers just change how they buy cars, what they buy. That's what they change. So I'm assuming that what might happen, and uh, you know, the proof of the pudding is going to be when we get there in the eating. I th- I, I think what's going to happen is consumers are going to go to more fuel efficient cars. They're going to mm-hmm. move towards uh, lighter cars, smaller engines. Um, you know, if the fuel price is consistently high, I don't think consumers will knee jerk right now. They will try and ride the fuel price out to see if it comes down. If it doesn't come down, however, I see the I see the market uh, or the consumer market downgrading to to more fuel efficient cars. Now, you've got to ask yourself, well. That leaves two categories, three categories of cars that consumers can go for. The one category is um, is a smaller car. So you go b- down from a two-liter engine down to a one-liter engine, as an example. Okay, four-cylinder to a three-cylinder, um, and uh, and you can you can skin the cat that way. Um, the other way to skin the cat is to um, is to move to a diesel-powered car. So fuel price increases could effectively mean more diesel sales or more diesel purchases. And I'm very keen to watch that on our platform to see if there's more diesel purchases or sales. Um, because let's be honest, diesel engine vehicles are much more efficient than petrol engine vehicles when it comes to fuel economy. It's, be- it's worse yeah. for the environment, but the consumer doesn't think about the environment when they're buying a car by and large. And then the third... Yeah place that consumer behavior could shift to is um, uh, uh, is electric vehicles. And I don't yeah. see that happening in the near term at, at, at scale because we, we haven't reached that magic average number of 500,000 vehicles. 31% increase in fuel price in March alone. Um, very high, but I mean, I'm still driving. I'm still filling up. I'm still, you know, it obviously hurts my pocket a little bit more, but like you're saying, we have to kind of go with uh, or roll with the punches of what we currently have. And this is kind of the situation that we're sitting in. So 100% agree with that. I think we're almost out of time, but just in summary, do you think it's going to be a good year, George? Should the consumer be worried about what happens next? Um, 
should the consumer still search for cars, would you recommend buying cars right now? Um, so um, I am not a... Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not a I'm I'm not a negative person. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and you know, I think I think I think consumers, by and large, should not let themselves get in sucked into the negativity um, of the environment. Mm. It is the most exciting time to be alive, mm. and uh, you know, all the pressures that we're feeling as uh, um, as a as a human race um, uh, or species, um, it's never been better. To be honest, mm. um, you know, if you if you rewind back a hundred years, two hundred years, three hundred years, tough st- life was tougher. You know, disease could kill you easily. Look at we just got through freaking COVID nineteen. We beat the bloody thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, COVID nineteen was here a hundred years ago. What do you think would have happened? We'd have had another flu epidemic. Yeah, okay. Look at look at how many people died in the last flu epidemic. Okay, so 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 yes, things are tough, but we haven't lived long enough. You know, nobody lives long enough to really see you know past about two generations. So so it's yeah. very. So I'm not a negative person, and uh, if you say to me a thing is going to get better, they're going to get worse. Like they can only get better, and they can only get better if we make it better. Um, yeah. and, uh, uh, and that's the way I navigate the world is how do I make things better in the short, medium, long term, even in a tough environment? How do you incrementally just get better and better and better? A hundred percent agree with that. I mean, the numbers, it doesn't really matter what we say. Consumers are searching. Consumers are buying more Consumers cars. Consumers are buying more cars. The sun will rise uh, tomorrow, Wendy, well, and there will still be cars. Uh, the sun will set tomorrow night. The wind will still blow. The planet will still spin, and uh, the earth will still go around the sun, even if the interest rates double. And guess what? That's not going to kill us. For sure. For sure. Well, we are squarely out of time. That was the quarter mile episode. I'm really excited to see what happens in the next uh, three months of the year. But any last, anything else you want to leave us with, George? George? Well, uh, I'm really excited for this year because, um, you know, we're at the back of COVID-19, the pandemic, the lockdowns. Um, Hopefully there's no kind of fourth wave. Is it fourth wave now in in winter? Um, Hopefully that doesn't come. Um, I'm really glad about the progress in terms of uh, how lockdowns have been eased. Um, The new new car pressures are still there in terms of supply, but I think those will be eased as the semiconductor companies um, manufacture. As a matter of fact, we should have an entire episode on the semiconductor issue and uh, and the reason i say that is because it's a little known fact that the semiconductor world is controlled pretty much by one company in i think it's japan or taiwan um, not so uh, it, not so. it is it starts with a t um i'll tell you now um uh, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a Japanese company. Um, TSMC. Yes, yes, that's, that's one, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. From Taiwan, uh, I, I know about the story. I think yeah, we'll definitely cover it in in one of the shows. 
incoming soon. So, uh, uh, so they, 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 they are pretty much the, they are the bottleneck because they just can't produce fast enough. They're not the bottleneck for, re- for, for negative reasons. They just can't produce enough. They're, the demand is, exceeds the supply. You know, whereas pre-lockdown, yeah. pre-COVID-19, uh, the demand didn't exceed the supply. Now it's very different. Everybody has started to set up home offices, more consumer electronics. I mean, look at all the electronics around me, around you now, because we have to do this over Zoom. Agreed. Agreed. That's pretty much all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us again, George. We'll see you guys next week. Recording stopped.